Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. And today's buzzword is crystal ball on steroids part two. Happy holidays, everyone. Here's my little intro today. Although 2012 holiday gift giving is officially over for most people around the world, we've got another present for you, Game Changers 2013 Predictions part two. Yes, over a dozen thought leaders from previous Coffee Break and In the Cloud programs will gaze into the SAP Game Changers official crystal ball as we had 14 experts last week. Their gift to you collectively is a smorgasbord. Don't you love that word? I'm hungry already. A smorgasbord of insights into the technologies, the strategies, the people, and the trends that can help you grow your business. And what do you want to do? Compete better in 2013 and way down the road. So settle down, pour a cup of Joe, Earl, OJ, Dom, or whoever's in your cup today. Pull up a chair at the Game Changers table. We saved you a seat for smart business talk and good cheer. And you're invited to tweet your comments during the show to hashtag SAP radio and of course please accept our good wishes for a positively game-changing new year i'm bonnie d graham this is coffee break with game changers and we've got a packed house today so i'm going to kick it off introducing my first set of guests who've taken time from their holiday to join me and have some great predictions for you let's kick it off with russ lefevre russ is vice president industry marketing for sap he manages a team responsible for global go-to-market strategy and marketing program content for multiple industries spanning public Public sector, education, defense, health care, oil and gas, utilities, and mining. That's a big business card, Russ. Welcome. How are you today? <laughs> I'm great, Bonnie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year almost. So tell us, what are your predictions, Russ? I have one prediction for 2013, and that is open government. And this is specific to the public sector industry spanning federal, state, and local governments around the world. I think in 2013, we're going to have a perfect storm of governments uh, experiencing um, the convergence of big data, analytics, mobility, social media, and most importantly, citizen demands and expectations for more information. And that's going to compel governments to create open government initiatives. Today, we live in a really data-intensive world, and the most data-intensive industry by far is government. More and more, governments are opening up their data, and the concept of this really has three dimensions. First, uh, governments are making public data, or if you will, non-personal data, available and accessible via a central repository to anybody. 
Second, through this access, they're drawing new stakeholders and interests and influence into their decision-making. And third, using that information that governments are making available, uh, they can provide improved services to the recipients of their services, whether they're citizens, businesses, or other government agencies. And there's two examples of open government that I'd like to, to bring uh, to light, just to kind of give a little color around it. First, you know, say you're in New York City and you're looking for a restaurant to have dinner. You'd mm -hmm. probably like to know the health inspection ratings for a restaurant you want to visit. Oh, yes. That information is now available from the City of New York's Department of Health, which created a public access website for that disclosure, and they went so far as to create a free app on iTunes, which allows users to check inspection grades near their location or search by a restaurant name or neighborhood. Another example is street construction project data from the city of Edmonton in Alberta, Canada, which is known for its harsh winters. So as a convenience to its citizens and commuters, the city posts street construction information in both static and interactive maps on a website. And the city released its data sets and held an apps competition. As a result of this, they got 34 citizen-generated apps based on its own data sets, which is a significant return on its investment. One local application uh, developer even created a mobile app for smartphones to access the city's um, map interface itself. So this is a tremendous convenience to citizens. So I think the key sum, to sum up the key benefits of open government, it really helps governments improve their transparency on how they're using taxpayer money. It helps them disclose information to help citizens make better informed decisions. It really increases the civic engagement and dialogue between governments mm -hmm. and citizens. And finally, it leverages external developer ecosystems that can take this data to create mashups and new applications, or if you will, citizen-generated apps. Thank you, Russ. Very, exci very exciting. And, you know, we have of the people, by the people, and it sounds like now we might even get to for the people, but I digress. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Russ. Let's go to our Ray Wong. Ray, I've missed you. Ray is a principal analyst and CEO at Constellation Research Group with millions of page views a year. Ray's a Software Insider's Point of View blog provides insight into how disruptive technologies, that's what we call game changers, and new business models impact the enterprise. Happy holidays, Ray, and let's get your predictions. Happy holidays. How are you? Thank you. Great. Great. Talk to me. All right. Well, 2013 is the year we're moving back to business outcomes first. You know, we've experimented with cloud, mobile, social, big data, all these other things, but it's really changed the view on what enterprises can achieve. So now it's not about the technology solution or system. It's about what can we achieve and where can we change technology disruptions that impact our business models? So am I still selling services? No, maybe I'm brokering information in big data. Am I selling a product? No, it's actually the service that's actually more important. Am I part of a larger ecosystem? And that value chain, how do I capture that? And I think a lot of that is going to be the focus for the companies who get it versus the companies who don't. And those who get it are going to continue to really leap across um, those that don't. And we're going to see these big gaps occur. So that's the first one. Mm -hmm. The second one is context is king. This issue mm -hmm. of relevancy, we're inundated with information, and we need relevancy by role or relationship or location and time. But we're also moving to higher orders of decision-making as we're pulling these insights. Intent and sentiment are helping us figure out and anticipate what's next and what you may want next. And that level of change is happening right now 
So we might have a lot of interesting information. We've had that in the past, but I think the ability to pull from so many different sources to build composites of individuals and preferences and groups, I think we're, we're getting very close to being able to do that very well. And then the last one, which is totally out of the blue, which is going to sound very different from me, but this is going to have a huge impact on how we live, is cheaper energy in North America actually is changing everything right now. This low-cost gas that we've been able to get to and all these pipelines and what's happening on this at a global scale, well, that plus the higher-skilled workforces in North America means that we actually have a shot at bringing manufacturing back to North America. Now, energy innovations don't go away. I mean, we just buy some time to bring back jobs so long we don't screw it up with too many regulations spurred by tax-based requirements instead of environmental rationale. So we're going to see the shift happen, but it's going to change what we build, and it means that having manufacturing as a base back actually improves some of the outlooks from an economic point of view. Wonderful. Thank you, Ray. I have one quick question. I'll give you a 10-second answer time. If the companies, the enterprises that get it are going to get it, who in the enterprise will be getting it? Any particular industry, any particular age group, any particular educational background? Who is going to be getting what you said in your first prediction? It's it's those companies who have the spirit to innovate. Um, It doesn't matter what industry. It doesn't matter what role. Um, This is really about people that are looking at technologies and business models. They're happy to create transformational innovation, not incremental innovation. Thank you, Ray. Very cool. And let's turn to your colleague, the Vice President and Principal Analyst at Constellation, Alan Lepofsky. Alan is a lead analyst on Constellation's research theme, The Future of Work, Helping People Get Work Done. Alan, welcome, and let's go right to your predictions. Hi. Good morning, Bonnie. Thank you, everyone, Hi. for joining us today. It's always difficult to follow Ray. He's got such passion, but uh, <laughs> I'll do my best here. My uh, predictions for 2013, the area that I focus on is the way employees work together to get their jobs done. So what I'm going to focus on is a theme that I'm calling structured collaboration. That's my big thing for 2013. And what I mean by that is over the last three or four years, as we've all been learning about social and social business, it's all been sort of a little bit ad hoc. It's been about status updates and community and sharing and very good things that have helped people get accustomed to sharing information with their colleagues, sort of the same way they do with their, their friends and family in their personal lives. But I think what needs to happen now to achieve what Ray is talking about, these real business outcomes, is that all of that sharing has to start to focus more around structured processes. So I'm going to do four quick things that are going to be around that. Mm -hmm. The first is that there's a lot of people talking about bringing social into core business applications, like the three-letter acronyms and the acronym soups, the ERPs and the CRMs and everything. That's great. I definitely think that's going to happen. But I think we're going to start to see a lot of specific little micro-purpose applications where departments build an application for tracking something or booking information or billing or very specific little applications built for departmental use that then can maybe be deployed further across the organization where ERP, HR, CRM, those are big enterprise-wide tools. I think we're going to see collaborative apps at a much more granular micro level. So that's number one. And those will all be built around you know, the concepts of sharing and collaboration. Number two is things are going to be based around projects. So instead of just sort of ad hoc questions or sharing a link or, you know, hey, Ray, I'm getting on this call for SAP, you know, with uh, 
2013 predictions, it's all going to be based around a project. So things will have what we call social task management, where everything will be a task based in a project that's accountable. So it's just as easy as the generic sharing in an activity stream today when you go and say, this is what I'm doing, but by putting a little more data around it, who you're working with, which customer mm-hmm. it's related to, which project it's part of, at the end of the year, or even not at the end of the year, dynamically at any time, you'll be able to have a lot more information about where you're spending your time, where you need to reallocate your resources, etc. So want things to be just as easy as they are today in the social world. I don't want to create a Microsoft project sort of based world, but I do think we can add a little bit more structure and metadata around projects. The third one, very quickly, is personal Mm -hmm. task automation. This is what I call the ability for people to kind of link together actions that happen. So out on the web, you can say simple things like, if a stock price, you know, breaks a, a threshold, send me an email. Well, I want tools internally to be able to do that. So your internal collaboration systems, your blogs and wikis and communities and ERP systems, et cetera, people should be able to sort of create the workflows that when one thing happens, other tasks can kick off. So let's say I'm a marketing manager and I upload Mm -hmm. a new presentation to my team's library. I want the tools to automatically book a training schedule for me with the sales team, update the web developer to let uh, he or she know they have to put a new video or screenshot out on our website. Anything that I can have multiple repeated steps for, now is the time Mm -hmm. that those things should be automated. So there's more structure around what I'm doing. It's more repeatable and it's much easier to do. And then finally, the last one I'll talk about is this need for aggregating together information from multiple places. I can give you 10 seconds, Alan. 10 10 seconds, seconds. go. Okay, so (laughs) we're all using multiple cloud-based tools and the ability to bring those feeds together from multiple places so that we can, again, apply that structure. um, That will really help us get our jobs done. Thank you, Alan. Great information. Wish I had time to chat, but we've got to get the lovely Miko Yuck in here because Miko's been waiting patiently. Miko is an SAP mentor and BI influencer. She's director of sales and business development at Benchmarkers BI, a company she co-founded to present the consulting and services side of everything Excelsius.com. A computer engineer, according to her degree, Miko is considered one of the world's top Excelsius dashboard developers. Miko, go. What's your prediction? Hi, Bonnie. So, my gosh, what top apps to follow? Mine is pretty straightforward and probably a little bit controversial. So, my prediction for next year, and believe it or not, I'm actually, I did some research here on some Fortune 10 companies, which are customers before I came to the radio show. I believe that IT's role next year will continue to diminish until it completely becomes segregated into um, different business segments in the next three to five years. Um, On top of that, I feel like the days of professionally authored BI reporting is over. So I'm going to be focused on business intelligence. And I say this because I think what we're going to see is that within IT departments that are focused on BI, Bonnie, right now IT departments think it's okay to tell business users they'll have a report ready or a dashboard ready or whatever it is ready in eight eight months. What we're seeing is business users are going out and they're getting their own solutions. So I think what we'll end up seeing is companies like SAP, Oracle, et cetera, one, Um, running toward buying more departmental solutions, maybe such as Tableau, ClickView, et cetera. And I think that what we'll see is IT's role diminishing unless they're able, Bonnie, to bring in some type of marketing or more um, UI-focused reporting segment into their departments. 
So I think it's going to be a big shift in the business intelligence industry, and where IT ends up will be determined on how they attack and work with the business users. Wonderful. I want to predict a prediction of my own. Russ Lefevre, Ray Wong, Alan Lepofsky, Miko Yuck, I want to predict you're all going to be front and center and very predictably out there changing the game in 2013. It's great to have the four of you on my opening segment. We've got a packed house today. I want to wish you all a happy rest of your holiday, wonderful new year, and keep in touch. We're going to get you all back on the show in 2013. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers. This is our Part 2 2013 Prediction Special. And, wow, we got more for you. I hope you're taking notes. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that app. Speaking of app, bye, Miko, bye, Russ, bye, Ray, bye, Alan. Brad, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more not just in it for profit but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways listen for be more achieve more inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host chris cooper you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance these people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more be more achieve more can be heard live fridays at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And we're back, and I just got a prediction for myself from Bill Newman, a guest on last week's prediction show. He predicts that Radio Red 777, that's why we'll make some of his special Irish cream before New Year's Day. Thank you, Bill Newman. Okay, segment two here of our part two 2013 predictions. What great guests I have today. We're going to kick this segment off with Michael Krigsman. Michael is CEO of Assurit, a consulting company dedicated to reducing technology implementation failures. Michael is considered an enterprise software industry influencer and is frequently quoted in the press on IT project and related CIO issues. Happy holiday, Michael. Welcome, and what are your predictions? Let's kick it off. Great. Thanks, Bonnie. It's great to Mm -hmm. be here. Thank you. So I do focus on CIO issues, and I think that this coming year is going to be critically important. With the rise of social media, social business, bring your own devices, the expectation among users of transparency, and then the bad economy adding pressure for cost reductions, C 
CIOs are at a crossroads. They are either going to become more relevant to the business, engaging in a more strategic and substantive way with the business goals, or they are going to become devalued. And so my prediction is cautious optimism that CIOs will be able to make that leap and become more strategic and important to the business. That's my big prediction. Michael, I just want to ask you to expand for a second. We've talked on several shows this year on Coffee Break with Game Changers about the meaning of CIO. What does that elusive, <laughs> strange uh, I stand for? Is it information? Is it innovator? Is it integrator? Is it inf- What the heck is it going to be? If you had a top pick of what CIO will stand for, let's say by the end of 2013, what would you say? Well, I sure hope it would be innovator. Somehow I don't know if that's going to be the case. The, the, the key challenge for the, for the CIO is they have to keep the lights running, so to speak, keep the machines and the infrastructure going, and at the same time the business expects them to reduce costs, and at the same time the business expects them to innovate. These are, these are conflicting goals, but the, most, the highest value there is the innovation one. Okay, good. I'm glad. Well, you heard it first, everyone. Michael Krigsman says, CIO, Chief Innovation Officer. Glad to put that one to rest. Let's turn to Carl Snyder. Carl is a Senior Industry Principal in the Financial Services Division for SAP North America. He focuses on retail banking solution. He's also an adjunct professor of business strategy and operations management at the University of Utah. Shall I welcome you as Professor Carl Snyder? Hi, Carl. How are you? Hi. Good morning, Bonnie. It's good to be with you this morning. Thank you so much. Talk to me. Predictions. Well, I've got a few, but I'll uh, start off with my uh, with my my first one. And purely speaking from a retail banking perspective, mm-hmm. I think that what we've got happening for 2013 is as banking products become more and more commoditized, and I think they they already have been such. There is going to be a renewed focus in the new year on the customer experience. And uh, around that customer experience is in the face of new regulation, of customer demands, of customers feeling like they are in control and they want to be in control of their um, their financial situation, that the, the banks are going to have to do much better at providing a consistent multi-channel experience to its customers across the board. And when I say consistent multi-channel experience, it means if I if I want to start something in the in the online channel and I want to finish finish it in the mobile channel, then you need to be able to allow me to do that. And the, the customers look at the bank as simply the bank. And I think that the retail bankers throughout the country are going to that ha- they are having to do this, and they're going to, they must do this because if they don't, the customers will leave because it's too easy to leave and to, as opposed to staying at the same bank, they will leave for that consistent, easy experience at another financial institution. So this is a big one that I see is really becoming mm-hmm. a, uh, more to the forefront as uh, um, in 2013 that banks and what, as I work with banks and speak with banks around the country, both big, small, and, uh, and everything in between, this is on, the, this is on their, uh, one of their top initiatives to get done in 2013 is to provide a more well-rounded, consistent experience that drives loyalty, that drives wallet share for its customers. 
Very good. Loyalty is the big operative word there, and we've spoken about that many times on the show. We're going to be speaking later to Mark Johnson about loyalty. But quickly, Carl, uh, who is the banking customer that retail banks are really looking for today? Is it the young up-and-coming with a good, steady job in IT? Is it the senior who has a lot of disposable income? I think. Who is that that person? Are they elusive? Are they really going door-to-door, block-to-block, looking for the bank with that consistency you mentioned? That is a great question, and it's a real dilemma in the banking industry because they, who has the money right now, who's driving the, the, mm-hmm. the revenue right now are those who are borrowing and those who have large balances. But as the baby boomers have retired and continue to retire, you have to, you have to attract that new group, what we'll call the struggling techies, right, the, the 20-something-year-olds mm-hmm. who may not have a lot of money today, but will have money in five years, in ten years, and so there's a real balancing act that banks must do to attract that new business segment that are that maybe aren't going to bring them immediate revenues, mm-hmm. but they must prepare for the future. And this is a real challenge that the banks have, is where to put your marketing dollars. Do you focus on the baby boomers or those that are in their you know early 40s, or do you spend your time going after the 28-year-olds? And so it is a real dilemma that banks face of, of who to focus on. And I think that as banks move forward, my prediction is they must continue to cater, but even more specialized in wealth management to, to those who really bring revenue into the bank. But they will spend more money and more time focusing on what will, as again, as I said, is a struggling techies, right, to make sure that they solidify that banking relationship so that they are prepared for the future. Thank you, Carl. And I'm guessing among that younger segment who might be dabbling in IT as a career choice, we might have some of those CIOs listening to Michael Krigsman who might say, hey, I'm going to be that chief innovation officer in 10, 15 years, and I'm going to have the bucks to be a valued bank customer, and I can pick and choose any bank I want. Let's move to Esteban Kolsky. Esteban is the founder and principal of ThinkJar, an advisory and research think tank focused on customer strategies. He was a Gartner for eight years where he coined the terms for EFM. If you're wondering, that's Enterprise Feedback Management, as well as CIH, Customer Interaction Hub. Welcome, Esteban. How have you been? I missed you, too. What's new? <laughs> Thanks, Bonnie. I missed you, too. It's been, a, it's been a some time since I was here, but uh, I'm really yes. glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Delighted. Please give us your predictions. Well, Bonnie, I have two things I want to I want to I mean, first of all, I want to concur with everything that I heard so far. I think the cross channel, I think the you know, cloud, all these things are, are certainly going to influence the enterprise. But but from my perspective, there's going to be only one thing that matters going forward for 2013, and that's actionable insights. This is when we put analytics to work, we understand what what they mean, we understand how to get the, the value of the data and what it means and what it means to the organization, and we actually line up the enterprise behind those findings to do something about it. This is what's going to make the big difference in 2013 and going forward for virtually every organization. I mean, we heard about all the hype words. You know, we heard about big data. We heard about analytics. We heard about predictive and proactive and optimization. We, we heard all these wonderful mm-hmm. things, but nobody knows what to do with it. 2013 is the year when organizations are finally going to start to realize what it means. They're finally going to start doing something about it, and we're going to start getting some value out of that. But, but more important, and, and kind of to, to, to follow on what Carl was saying about banking, I think that we have an industry that we have neglected for many, many, many years, and that we're going to start seeing the innovations. You know, you were talking about chasing innovation officers. I think that innovations mm-hmm. will come from the least expected places, as, as it often does. And in this case, the industry that we neglected is healthcare management. 
And you're going to see in 2013, but more important, going into 2014, you're going to see a huge influx of case studies and use cases and, and you know, how to do and what to do with technologies and so forth coming from healthcare management. I, I've been following this for a while, and we're getting to the point that it's the tipping point where the innovations that we're getting from the healthcare management industry are going to start spilling into the enterprise and going to be just fantastic as far as collecting data, using mobile, using analytics, and doing all these things that we're talking about. And, and you're going to see a lot of influence from healthcare management. Actionable insights, which are going to be leading the way in the next year. Very interesting. We were speaking in the first segment, Esteban, to Russ Lefebvre from SAP, talking about open government being his big prediction. Government, as I said, not only of the people, by the people, but for the people with apps, making things easy to use, putting information at the fingertips of people who are, those are their governments. And so are you thinking that in your prediction about healthcare management that there will be more information more readily available to the healthcare consumer? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we talk about this when we did that segment of mobility with uh, Sanjay Poonen as well, if you remember. We talk about how mobile and information management in remote devices is changing the, the name of the game. And, and we're going to see information and data moving better in both directions. We're going to see more targeted information getting to the consumers. We're going to see better and better controlled and more private information getting from the consumer to the organizations. And the only people that have done this well so far has been the healthcare industry. So we're going to see a lot of innovation on how we deal with that coming from the healthcare industry, and I think that a lot of people are going to be surprised by how advanced healthcare is. I mean, we talked about this before, but today you can get an entire physical end-to-end without ever leaving your house. That's, that's an amazing innovation that we, we, we barely talk about, but you can get your blood pressure, you can get your pulse, you can get even blood tests done without leaving your house. That, that's by itself is an amazing thing that I think we're not talking about enough. Now imagine if you take that same technology and you apply it to consumers, understanding what they want. I mean, you, you said earlier, I, I coined the term for feedback management, mm-hmm. but in reality, all, I, all I'm about is about trying to find better ways to listen to the customers. So if we take all these technologies, we take all these apps, we take mobile we take analytics and we actually end up listening to the customer and doing what they want, imagine what the companies can do. I'm imagining if I could get a hold of that blood pressure app and run it at the beginning of this show and at the end of this show and see where I am. <laughs> I, I want to thank, maybe not so good, Michael Krigsman from Assurit, Carl Snyder, Senior Industry Principal in Financial Services for SAP North America, Esteban Kolsky, Principal and Founder of ThinkJar. Wonderful to have you all three on the show. I, I hope to have you all back in the coming year. I want to wish you a happy rest of your holidays. Thanks for timing out to, taking time out to join me. And we'll be right back. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers. We're on a roll today. This is 2013 Predictions on Steroids. I have coming up Parveen Gupta, Sina Motamid, Ella Margulis, and Mariano Christensen. Can't wait to hear what they have to say. Don't even think of touching that app. Brad, out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. 
SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, segment three, moving like the speed of lightning or whatever innovation we're coming up with. I have a quick shout-out to my colleague at SAP, Siobhan Colopy. Hope you're having a great holiday, Siobhan, and I'll see you after the break. And now let's get back to our special guest list, kicking off this segment of 2013 Predictions Part 2. I have Parveen P. Gupta, a lot of letters after his name, LLB, MBA, PhD. He's the professor and department chair of accounting at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where he teaches an award-winning course on Governance, Risk, and Controls. Parveen, welcome, and let's hear your predictions. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you, Bonnie, and happy holidays to you and to all of Thank your you. listeners. Thank you. Talk to me. What's coming up in 2013 from your your chair in, uh, well, is it the Ivory Tower? I'm not sure where, but Ivy Tower, talk to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, since you mentioned that I work in the area of governance, risk, and control, I mm-hmm. have one prediction for 2013. And that is uh, that calls for the democratization of large corporations will increase in 2013. What I mean by this, uh, if, if you may call it an esoteric phrase, is that there will be an increased emphasis on corporate accountability and responsibility for the benefit of the larger society. In a April 2020, 12 op-ed piece, which was published in New York Times by Professor Robert Schiller of the Yale University, he talks about such a phenomena in the world of finance. But I see that happening across the world of business. There is an increasing uh, amount of evidence that the idea of corporate accountability and responsibility will extend to all businesses. Mm-hmm. Especially, it will increase uh, the responsibility and accountability of the large corporations and particularly the too-big-to-fail companies. There is a plenty of evidence, and uh, some of the evidence that I would cite to you is the following. Number one, rise of the activist investors. If you look at the 13D filings where these folks who acquire the stock of the company, more than 5%, they have to declare to the rest of the world uh, they are on a roll. Uh, 2012 was a banner year for them. You look at Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Procter & Gamble, Arbalife that's currently going on, Disney and News Corp, they'll tell you that uh, shareholders are waking up. Insider trading charges, which are coming not only from uh, the New York uh, governance system, but also coming from the FSA in London. Uh, the third one is the executive compensation on Wall Street, and uh, people are paying uh, increasing amount of uh, attention and evidence to that, and they are talking about the same phenomena throughout the larger corporations. And finally, the corporate governance model in 2013 is going to shift 
from the management-centric to the board-centric to the shareholder-centric. That's where mm-hmm. we currently are, finally, to the stakeholder-centric model. And uh, businesses and corporations that would ignore this prediction can certainly do so at their own peril, but they should remember that, that they, they were forewarned about this on Bonnie Graham's Game Changer Radio <laughs> Show. <laughs> Parveen, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. We were talking to Russell Fever before about government of the people, by the people, for the people. Now it's stocks and investments for the people. Bura. Okay, Absolutely. I'm going to. Thank you. I'm going to turn to Sina Motamed, principal consultant for Unified Clouds, where he helps mid-sized and large enterprises with their cloud computing efforts. In 2011, Sina received the CIO 100 Award for executing business strategies with agility. I love that word, Sina, by leveraging cloud services in his prior role as CIO at a manufacturing company. Sina, happy holidays. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Bonnie. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. What are your predictions? Can't wait for these. Go ahead. Sure. So I, I think this is going to be the year that cloud computing sort of lands on the shoulders of the enterprise CIO. And basically what I mean by that is there all CIOs, I think this year more than any year, are going to be asked to look at the way that they're spending and where the spend is for IT services. And, but what's going to be different about the exercise this year more than any other year is they're going to be asked to look at it both within their IS organization and also in the business. And when they go through this exercise, what they're going to discover is that there is not just shadow IT, but a complete decentralization of IT. And this came about because of the way cloud computing is sold, which is sold as an OPEX service and that they're selling it to the business directly. They're bypassing the IT organization, and that reality is going to become very evident when they go through this exercise. And as a result of that, that is going to mark the death of the plan, build, run IT operations that all IT organizations traditionally have run by. And the reason for that is that plan, build, run always was dependent on 100% of the demand for IT services coming to the IT department. And based on that, you can generate your plans, your builds, and your run. That is no longer happening. The businesses are initiating for services on their own, and, uh, and the IT organization isn't involved. And so they're going to have to shift into a demand supply IT operations. And this is really going to be the beginning of what will be a wave that's going to sweep all enterprises in the next five years. But, uh, but this really is going to be the official year once they dig in and look at, their, at, at where spend is going on and how their services are gauged. Uh, with throughout the IS org- or throughout the the organization, the enterprise organization. So that's that's Thank my you, prediction. Thank you, yeah. That sounds very game changing to me. And, and again, as Parveen said, you all heard it first on SAP Game Changers Radio. Thank you so much, Sina. Let's turn the mic over to Ella Margulis. Ella works on solution management on the solution management team for Duet Enterprise Software, which was developed jointly by SAP and Microsoft. She was a recent guest on the show. Ella engages with customers, partners, and Salesforce, Salesforce to help close deals and successfully implement solutions built on the Duet Enterprise platform. Well. Welcome, Ella. Happy holidays, and let's get right to your predictions. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. The same to you. And I, you. I have my predictions all over the place, but being in the center of Silicon Valley, I can see increasing innovation and just lowered barrier um, to entry for the startups and innovation spreading up straight from there, uh, partly thanks for 
uh, increasing power of cloud computing and such an easy access to the latest and greatest. Um, another um, another thing that I uh, that I see is that um, social media presence for company is becoming is getting from nice to have to must have, and for B two C organizations it's been uh, it's been pretty obvious for a while, and now B two B businesses are all getting there as well. And another side of it is that um, information. Um, gathered by all channels, including social media, is now uh, becoming more available, and therefore um, big data analysis, decisions made based on it, are becoming Mm -hmm. a much larger part of um, everyday life. Thank you, Ella. And how big is big data going to get? Do you have anything you see in your crystal ball? Is big data going to get manageable, or is it going to still be getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Well, bigger and bigger and bigger is absolutely meaningless. It is becoming bigger and bigger. But as as this happens, uh, more and more players are looking at the data itself and what can be extracted from it. I think it's a pretty large chaos right now, but this is what is crystallizing. And this is something that will be influencing uh, day-to-day decisions, if not for everybody in 2013, then a few years down the road. Thank you very much, Ella. And let's turn to your colleague, Mariano Christensen, a technology manager at SAP in Europe. He co-founded the Customer Advisory Office for the EMEA region at SAP. Welcome, Mariano. How are you? And happy holidays. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you. And happy holidays to you. How are you? Thank you. Very well. Let's get right to your prediction so we have enough time. Go ahead, Mariano. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Okay. For 2013 and actually also beyond what I... What I see from from my viewpoint is actually um, call it call it a revolution uh, in most enterprises end to end product lifecycle management. What I mean by this is that that the classical process in which all enterprises are dividing their activities, you know, from idea to product, from product to market, from market to consumer, uh, the boundaries between these three phases are going to be significantly reduced if not completely burned away. Uh, What we see is enterprises will need to invite end consumers, right, to the private sphere of, let's say, ideations, right? They need to invite consumers to to feed in ideas for the whole NPI, you know, product uh, ideations, uh, R&D, and and invite them in in the most private thing of of the enterprises. If they don't do that, they will fall behind. this is something that would be facilitated by what many of my colleagues here have mentioned already, uh, you know, the embracing of social media, social intelligence, in-memory technologies, and cloud. These are technologies that will sort of uh, blur away, remove these boundaries between the idea to product, product to market, and, and market to consumer. And as a consequence of that, um, I also foresee that, that we will see the, the fall of, of big enterprises, some of them, and the, let's say, a rise of small enterprises. By that, I mean that, that big enterprises need to think like small enterprises. They need to be thinking like entrepreneurs. Uh, otherwise, they're going to be, you know, taken over completely by, by new, small, and rapid uh, enterprises uh, in their space. 
okay, big enterprises need to think like small. We've talked about subsidiaries on the show, Mariano, where you have to think local, act global, think local. Are you saying that a great big company has to start thinking at a different level rather than, wow, look how huge we are, but look at how we need to be entrenched as a the energy of the entrepreneurial spirit? How are we going to do that in big companies? Is it possible? It is possible, and, and, and we see this, you know, among some, some of the, the, the big players, uh, but, but I believe that it's going to be a challenge for, for many, many classical companies, especially in the, in the old, let's say, heavy manufacturing uh, industries, uh, but, but if they do, let's say, embracing uh, how the, the, the small, rapid development uh, and growing companies are doing, it's going to be by far easier for them really to, to develop, develop new products based on, on the rapid feedback from, from the communities and consumers. Uh, and by that, they, you know, they, they need to, to, to embrace the new, new technologies like social media, you know, cloud, in memory, etc., in order to do that. And if you do so, they have a future as well. Good. Glad to know they have a future. I want to thank my special guests in this segment, Parveen Gupta, Sina Motamed, Ella Margulis, Mariano Christensen. It's delightful that you've all taken the time to call in during your holiday. I know a lot of you are on break. I hope to hear from you again in 2013. We'll get you back on Coffee Break with Game Changers. And for now, I wish all of you a positively game-changing new year. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers. We're going out. When we come back, the final segment of our 2013 predictions on steroids part two you don't want to miss this don't even think of touching that app brad out the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we-
we are, the final segment of our 2013 Predictions Part 2. What a whirlwind. I'm going to kick this off with Jen McClure. She's the Senior Director of Social Media Strategy for Thomson Reuters. She's also President of the Board of Directors of the nonprofit Society for New Communications Research. How's your world, Jen McClure? Happy holiday, and let's get going with your predictions. Happy holiday to you, Bonnie. Um, I Thank have three you. predictions, and I'm going to keep them all social media focused. So sure. the first is that social will enter the realm of corporate governance. And I think now that we've seen social media and social business um, processes so ubiquitously adopted across large public companies, uh, we will start to see that that needs to not be ad hoc, and I will go one step further than... Um, than the prediction that was made by Alan earlier this morning and say not just more structured but governed. Um, IBM has done research that uh, predicts that in three years, uh, boards of directors will not hire a CEO that does not have a social profile. And mm. more recently, Stanford, uh, Stanford School of Business did some research looking at how boards are thinking about social, and it's, it's not really... Um, core to their considerations yet. However, I think because of social's impact on privacy, on security, and sales, and just in general how business gets done, that increasingly we're going to see that. Um, I think we're also going to see companies start to really consider their global social strategy and not just their social media presence, but how do you scale um, in a social intranet, for example, globally when you have to deal with language issues and cultural issues and the ways that large companies have to operate across the globe in sometimes different ways. And then, of course, that does have to also do externally with more regionalized social networks and, and how do we start to um, manage that process on a global scale. And I think that will be a, a top consideration but also a challenge for a lot of businesses. Um, and thirdly, I think we're going to see a huge consolidation in the social space uh, Per Salesforce's acquisition earlier this year, Buddy Media and their resulting offering of uh, the marketing cloud, I think we're going to see a lot of collapsing of the smaller vendors, those point solutions, um, Mm -hmm. and those that just do monitoring or just measurement or just social media uh, management, content management. I think we're going to start to see some big players this year. Thank you, Jen. Great focus. I have a really quick question for you. You said that big companies are going to not be even looking at potential CEOs who don't have a social profile. Are we talking about a well-fleshed-out, well-developed LinkedIn profile? Are we talking about a history on Twitter? Are we talking about a well-developed Facebook page? Give me a a quick overview. I'll give you 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah, I mean, this is research that was conducted by IBM, and I, I haven't delved into it to that level, but I think it's going to depend on the industry. You know, I think the the expectations from consumer will be different than B2B. Thank you very much. Let's turn to Dr. Volker G. Hildebrand, Vice President for CRM Solutions at SAP. He's a CRM expert, researcher, author, professor, and software industry professional, the author of several books and over 100 articles on CRM. Volker, welcome. Happy holidays. And let's go right to your predictions, please. Happy holidays and uh, Bonnie to you as well. And thanks for coming on, on the show this morning. Pleasure. So my, my my two key predictions uh, for for next year are from a uh, corporate or company perspective, the uh, number one focus or one and two focus uh, uh, will be in the CRM space on mobility and and analytics and in a combination of the two. And uh, the the reason I'm saying this is that I. 
I believe that the the digital customer revolution that we've been uh, witnessing and, and social is playing a, a key role. We just heard a lot about social in that area is gonna is gonna continue, um, and and that empowers the customers like never before. But at mm-hmm. the same time, we have new technologies such as smartphones and analytical technologies that we didn't have years ago and and that now all of a sudden in a combination enable what what don peppers 20 years ago called the one-to-one future so i think Mm -hmm. don pepper's vision of the one-to-one future um is is becoming reality that he can truly treat different customers differently and in order to do that you need two things you need to get inside you got to know your customers and you need to be able to engage with these customers one-to-one in the context. So to me, that's going to be mm-hmm. a combination of mobile technologies. And think about it, number of smartphones uh, top one billion globally um, earlier this year and are projected to double by, by 2015. So this yes. will be become the dominant channel, and whether it's Social or, or not social, but mobile will become the dominant channel to interact with customers. Thank you, Volker. Appreciate it very, very much. Let's turn to Mark Johnson, President and CEO of Loyalty 360. The L word has been showing up. Love and loyalty may even go together, Mark. He's committed to bringing loyalty to the forefront as a critical marketing strategy. Mark, happy holidays, and let's get to your lo- – I know you're going to be talking about loyalty. Tell me what's coming up. And I agree with a lot of the things that Volker said. I'm going to take kind of a contrarian approach. I think, uh, and I, I know, that based on research that we see, loyalty is becoming forefront. And we've had such an immersion of these new technologies that many CMOs don't understand them. I think in 2013, we're going to see continued financial pressure. But I think to Volker's point as well, people have to truly understand within this data. There has been so much data. You know, Forrester talks about half the world's data has been created in the last two years. It's supposed mm-hmm. to double again in the next two but people don't understand the data. They keep creating these new technologies, and they're wonderful technologies. But the fact is, most CMAs don't, CMOs do not understand what's in this technology, don't necessarily know what's in the data. So I think we're going to see a step back. I think we're going to see a, a slowdown in the adoption of these technologies. People are going to try to get an understanding of how should I use Twitter? How do I measure it? Not just something is being, being retweeted, but what does that mean to the brand? How do you measure because a lot of these new technologies we hear from CMOs time and time again is they don't necessarily understand the ROI of some of these new technologies. They know that they have to do it. They know there's a pressure to do it. But to get a true detailed insight and understanding of the customers, and as Volker and Don Pepper, who's a good friend of mine, has spoken about, the ability to invest in a customer uniquely based on their customer lifetime value, based on their expected purchase or spend within that brand is going to come to force. So that doesn't necessarily mean to continually invest in technologies, but get a detailed understanding. And the key paradigm shift is customers will truly be listened to. We've spoken about voice from the customer for many years, mm-hmm. but to truly understand the customer, their needs, their preferences, their wants, and to market to an individual based on those unique individual characteristic traits is going to be huge. And that's what we're going to see in 2013. I think you're going to see a slowdown and a big push on analytics and truly put forth an effort to get to that one-to-one marketing effort or paradigm. 
Terrific, Mark. Thank you very much. And I want to give a warm welcome to Barbara Shadler, a newcomer to SAP Game Changers Radio. Barbara is interim head of global communications at SAP. Barbara, welcome. Nice to meet you. And let's hear your predictions for 2013. Go ahead. Thank you very much. So I think I think there's uh, no doubt that mobile and uh, social and uh, uh, powered by the way by memory computing where you've got access to data in a split second compared to hours or days before will drive communications in 2013. But having in mind that data doubles at the moment every 18 months in the world and data means information, I mm-hmm. think everything is going to be about relevance. So what you communicate, how you address your customer, how interactive you are with your customer, how simple you are, how real you are, is actually the most important point for me for 2013 and the years to come. Because marketing language, uh, addressing no business needs won't work anymore. It's all about relevance and simplification. Barbara, thank you. Do you think that we could safely say, along with what a lot of the other guests in the show have said, that 2013 will be the year of the customer? Do we dare say that, Barbara Shadler? I think it will definitely be the year of the customer. What we call it is the power of the individual, because people can pick and choose today. They've got so many opportunities. Businesses can pick and choose. And uh, when you're a company that doesn't listen to customers and doesn't address exactly their business needs or their personal needs, then you're out. Yep, and we don't want, the companies don't want to be out, the customers don't want to be out. We want to have a meeting of the minds, a meeting of the relevance, a meeting of loyalty and love and listening in 2013. I'm going to thank my four special guests on this segment, Jen McClure from Thomson Reuters, Volker G. Hildebrand from SAP, Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360, and Barbara Shadler from SAP. And I have a couple of predictions of my own. Next Wednesday is January 2nd. Can you believe we're almost there? Our first show of the new year will be social media as a brand tool, the next wave in servicing customer support, talking about which we've been talking about. And January 9th, we'll be talking about creating social impact to strengthen economic growth where? In emerging markets through international corporate volunteering. We're going to be leveraging public, private, and volunteer resources. If you want to listen to our archives, visit us on www.sapgamechangersradio.com. I want to do a shout out to everybody. Thank you to my four guests, Jen, Volker, Mark, and Barbara, and everybody else who joined me today on this whirlwind 2013 prediction show part two we at sap game changers radio wish you your colleagues your loved ones a truly positively game-changing new year and now one more time before the calendar flips you know what i'm going to say what are you waiting for go out and be a game changer today thank you to patricia harris we miss you thank you to anka rebel malcolm kibberlin my co-producer the business channel team and all the wonderful guests who've made sap game changers radio coffee break and in the cloud such a huge success there are more than thirty thousand of you a month and we truly appreciate your time we hope we're giving you value i'm bonnie d graham We'll see you on the other side in 2013. Have a great new year. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 